What's going on, golf addicts? Wake up, Pat. It's the DFS show for the American Express 2022. I'm your host, DB. I got COVID Pat with me. We're ready to rock and roll. We just finished the betting show. Uh, Pat, we didn't even talk about this in the betting show. My podcast used tonight is tequila. And um, I got to admit, I'm uh, starting, my face is kind of feeling numb at the moment. So I might, you know, th- these people that are typically watching the DFS show first, you know, now they're getting to see what late night TJ starts to look like after a few. You know what I mean? Yeah. You feeling I'm good? Not, I mean, I feel okay, you know. Like you mentioned, I'm dealing with a little COVID. Yeah. A little, little Omicron. A little homie Omicron. And, uh, but I got, I got my beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably should be drinking tequila. Maybe that helps. Oh, yeah, I hear that. I hear Better that kills beer. it. But, you know, I'm powering through it, DB. Um, you know, you had, you had it last summer, and you powered through it for a show. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm here to here to give the good picks. You know what? I'm wearing this national championship hat from yes. the University of Georgia. Go dogs! And so I got this souvenir, and then I also got the COVID souvenir. Yeah. You know, Pe- people in the chat are saying you look lethargic and maybe a little swollen. Are you okay? I probably am swollen. <laughs> a lot of sodium. A oh, yeah. lot of lot of lot of uh, a lot of saltines and maybe some gargling some salt water or something. Well, you might want to cut back on the sodium because people say you're looking a little chunky. That's all I got. Um, yeah, I mean, is that a nice way of saying chunky? <laughs> Yo, you're looking swollen. Because some people like if they say you look swole, that swole. means you look. But they're if not. You if, swole, if you use the whole word, that means like, if you add the lin, you look puffy. You, <laughs> you look husky. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the hat. I'm gonna take the hat off because it actually hurts me. So yeah, when I was a kid, you were husky. You know, you were just husky. Um. Hey, I think we're presented by Fantasy National still, I think. Um, yeah, we are. Okay, fantasynational.com slash TJ, where you need to go to get all the stats, all the, all the stuff, everything you need. If you're betting on golf, you're playing DFS on golf, you're, you're making a lot of lineups by hand, then what are you even doing? You know, let us give you back hours of your life. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ. It's where we've been going for four or five years now. They've been supporting the Tour Junkies for a long time. Tons of listeners, thousands of listeners over the years have had on have been heading over to fantasynational.com saving 20% off any membership plan that you choose when you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and tell them the tour junkie sent you. You can save 20%, get a weekly plan, get a monthly plan, get a yearly plan. If you want to start off with a week, start off with a month and then upgrade. Guess what? You still get to keep the 20% off if you upgrade. So there you go. All the stats, all the Intel that we give you tonight is coming fresh off of fantasy national. Yeah, Jordan says in the chat, drunk DB and COVID pad is a perfect Monday night. And you ain't lying. Say less. You know, that's what the kids are saying yeah. these days. They're saying, hey, you know, if you say something good, they go, say less. And I don't know what that really, I don't know how that goes. I'm almost 40. I don't even know. But I just know that if they say that, that means you did it right. You, you, hey, good job. You know, that's kind of. I hope you only get one week of COVID pad and, and, and tequila DB. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I want another week of that. Well, multiple weeks of tequila DB ain't going to hurt me. Hey, shout out to our Nut Hut winner, our Listener League winner last week, B. Miller, Brandon Miller. B. Miller, 813, scored 650 and a half points on the Nut Hut Listener League contest. If you're like, hey, how do I get in that? Well, you got to be a member of the Nut Hut. If you're like, how do I become a member of the Nut Hut? Well, you got to go to tourjunkies.com slash Nut Hut, join up, $10 a month, $90 a year. It's our private Discord server where we dish out all the goods. We have the Wednesday night chat that gets real sexual. 
Um, we have a lot of fun in there. We got a thread for every sport. Uh, we got crypto NFT threads in there, people making dollars, making change, making jangalang. Um, we got Caddy John in there giving some Caddy intel on the side. We, we post, you know, this is something a lot of people don't know. I do a lot of work on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I go into the media center on PGA Tour, and I, I, look, I read all the transcripts of all the interviews of all the players, and I screenshot only what I think is useful information for betting or DFS, and I put it in the nut hut under Caddy Info. And you people should read that stuff. You should read it. It's good stuff. It's good intel. So for $10 a month, $90 a year, that's all you got to do. Just get in there. And then you can play in the Listener League. And if you win the Listener League at the end of the year, you get an all-expenses-paid trip to Augusta or Savannah to play golf for a weekend, hang out with me and Pat and kick it. Uh, R.J. Miller from 2021 is going to be coming to Savannah in just a few, uh, yeah. just a few weeks, hopefully. R.J., we got to get that scheduled. So hop on it. Pat, that's your job. Do that while you're sitting in the bed doing nothing. Uh, what else is going on? Well, we got, we got some content dropping. We have an interview with Kevin Strillman that drops on Thursday. You're going to want to check that out on YouTube and on the podcast channel. I, I got to be honest. Kevin Strillman may look boring. His name may sound boring. You know, his, his name's not Xander Schauffele, you know? Mm-hmm. Yo, we got to interview with Xander Schauffele. Even if you didn't even know who that was, if I just said that, you'd be like, dang, that's probably a cool dude. But if I say Kevin Strillman, you probably don't think that. But let me tell you, he's been on the tour 13 years. He's made $27 million on the golf course. He's got a lot of stories. He's got a lot of intel. He was a great interview, a very good dude. You're going to want to check that out. Also, the Abu Dhabi Championship is going down on the DP mm-hmm. World Tour circuit, and our boy Mark Hill has you covered for that. Shout out to him for covering our show last week. He did a great job. And then our boy Garrett Simmons, we're calling him the kid, Kid G Money. He's 27. He's single. He's got no responsibilities other than to gamble and to be good at gambling on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was a Corn Ferry Tour caddy for a few years. He knows the courses. He knows the players. He knows the caddies. He's breaking it down for the Bahamas events, uh, which actually start on Sunday for the next couple of weeks. They're going right now. And actually, right now, the guy tied for the lead was on the podcast that Garrett dropped just last week. So check out DP World Tour Junkies and Corn Ferry Tour Junkies, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to that or on this YouTube channel. Check that out this week. It's a good week. We had Roger Steele on our show for the betting show. That was fun. He was a guest picker. That was a good time. Pat, you know, we got a, we got a new segment I'm going to roll out here real quick. I'm going to roll this out. And we need a graphic for this. We'll, get, we'll work on that. But let's one thing at a time. Um, I mean, God knows. We're just trying to start the stream. You know what I mean? We're just trying to get the stream into yeah, the public. So forget the graphic. Yeah, don't even worry about the graphic. I want to talk about a grower, not a shower. You know what I mean? We all know. We all, we're all familiar. Most of us are all familiar. If you're not, congratulations. But we're all familiar with being a grower, not a shower. And a guy that I think has entered into that category, alarmingly so, this past week. Was Michael Thompson, another guy who, like Kevin Strillman, very obscure to to most of the golf world, would have no idea who he is. We know who he is because we we talk about these every week. But you know, he was a guy I was on. Okay, in the six K range, he was sixty nine hundred bucks. I talked him up in the nut hut. I was on him. Pat on my back. He did a great job. He had a great week. Uh, he was one of the ones I got right in the uh, in the six K range. He was fi- he was finished T fifth. Did course fit? Did you see Michael Thompson? Do we have a picture? I did. Michael Thompson. Yeah. Look at look at this. Look at look at Michael Thompson. Now I, I actually think that was before this week because I think this week it it even got more full. It he, got even yeah. He grew a beard that was incredible. 
He looked like a log person, <laughs> a, tr- a tree person, a tree, a tree person. <laughs> That's what he looked like. I mean, like he deals with trees a lot. I mean, he, he cuts them down and he and he climbs them and he. That, that's like what I mean. He look at look at this picture. Look at that picture he posted on Instagram right there. Look at that beard. He went if from he if he's not wearing a ping hat and a bluish looking shirt like that, and he walks in with some overalls. Do you not think that that is that guy is there to cut down some trees? Okay, but I challenge you here. Or if you just look at him how he is, do you look at that guy and go, "That dude slays," and he's a hipster. He's a hipster. Cause he's he's got a hipster look going on the the beard yeah he, but but he went from this clean shaven like kind of rosy cheeked pale you know accountant looking dude Let, yeah look at that that that's what that's what he looked like in September I did some research I was tracking his Instagram in September that's what he looked like it's January and that beard. I don't know if he's taking Nutrafol, which you know is a sponsor of the show. I don't know if he's taking performance enhancing drugs for his beard. I don't know what he's doing, but he grew that beard like in a hurry. He looks like if Dan Bilzerian like let himself go a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if Dan yeah. Bilzerian was just like, you know what? I've slayed enough high quality. Uh, you know, I've slayed enough of that. And I'm just gonna like let it go and stop going to the gym, and like he kind of gets a little bit of a beer belly. That's what Michael Thompson looks like, it, 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 especially in the picture that you just showed of him of him playing golf, of uh, the, setting up to the with the flower hat on. I mean, if I'm lying, I'm dying. So grower, not a shower. I mean, but also the game. He played so good last week. T five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked in complete control of his golf game, uh, unlike my tongue at the moment. He gained six and a half strokes on approach, three around the greens, almost three putting. Are we looking at a new Michael Thompson? Because do you know the last time he gained 6.5 strokes on approach was in July of 2020 at the 3M Open. Before that, you have to go all the way to May of 2014. Wow. So did Michael Thompson just reinvent himself? I mean, look, if you know, I did it during COVID. You did, and and you totally different. And you look better. I mean, people have said it early this week. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, even your wife, right? Your wife loves it, doesn't she? she You stopped doing the Kirby Smart swoop, and you started slicking it back. You started growing the beard, and all of a sudden, a new a new pat. You know, people are like, dang, is, you know, Pat's walking by, they're like, oh, is that Dan Bilzerian's uh, slightly more swollen brother? You know? Or is it, um, what's that politician everybody has? Ted Cruz. What's everybody thought you were Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and then I think, I think DraftKings saw, you know, saw the look and they were like, yo, we got to bump this cat up. He went from 6,900 to 7,500 on yeah. DraftKings this week. They need to put that picture on him. They need to slap that picture. If, if I were Michael Thompson's people, you know, if, I, if, I were, if he has people, I would be making a case for that right now. Anyway, props to you, Michael Thompson. Grower, not a shower. You know, yeah. you, you may be under the radar in some ways, but, sir, I think you're about to step out into the limelight. Uh, and you probably make a mean, like, Tennessee mule, you know, on the side. You probably yeah. muddle your own fruit in your cocktails at home now that you have that beard awesome stuff by michael thompson all right pat 
Uh, we went through the golf courses ad nauseum on the betting preview. So let's keep it simple here. In terms of DFS, what do what the people need to know about the golf courses, the format, and your key stats for the week? Yeah, so we have three courses this week. This is the dreaded part of the season, you know, where we've got amateurs in the field. And so there are three courses. They're all over the place. Um, you've got 156 players, so a full field event. T65 and ties are going to make the cut. And they're going to make the cut after after the third round. So they get at least three rounds. They're going to play all three courses. And then they will be on the stadium course uh, on Sunday if they make the cut. Uh, for stats for me, look, it's a scoring week. You got a lot of par fives. I mean, every single one of these courses has four par fives. So par five scoring is key. Strokes gained approach is always key. Opportunities gained, which is a scoring stat on Fantasy National that I like to look at. Um, I am certainly going to look at form, a little bit of course history, not not as much as I might normally look at. Um, but again, look, these guys, and, and you know, putting is something that's interesting this week because we, you know, they are Bermuda greens. Is Bermuda really tee to green? Um, but we hear they're not, you know, they're not necessarily as as grainy as t- as Bermuda might be. So I'm just going to look at like putting in general, like good putters in general. I'm not going to like look at certain surfaces. Um, so there you go. Those are the stats for me. And uh, I talked about everything else on the betting tip. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I think if you're playing showdowns, you know, these courses do. I mean, everybody likes to say, I mean, I do think this. If you look at enough transcripts from interviews over the last couple of years, you're going to hear players say that the stadium courses are difficult. The stadium course is, diff- is more difficult. There's more trouble. It is a Pete Dye design. I, you know, does it actually shake out that way in the scoring averages? Mm. I don't know. I think it's debatable. But if I were playing showdown, I might just tend to lean more towards La Quinta and the Nicholas course, uh, because I do think there is more trouble that you can get into if you're not playing great on the yeah. stadium course. Well, and La Quinta is a lot different than those other two. Those other two True. are kind of your new style courses. They're a lot of water, you know, not a whole lot of trees. Uh, La Quinta is tree-lined. It's an older style course. You can go shorter. Up. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, if 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 like you're playing showdowns, you think, oh, everybody's going to be heavy on La Quinta. I'm going to pivot to Nicholas. I don't think that's a bad idea. Like, you, the guys can still go low. I mean, but hell, Patrick Cantlay shot a 61 on the stadium course last last year on Sunday. So that I think can where La Quinta may, has has a little bit of a difference is is the par fives are just stupid easy for these guys. I mean, all, the all the par fives on all three of these courses aren't that difficult, but they're even less difficult on La Quinta. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at a little bit of everything, I guess. Strokes gain off the tee. Because, I mean, bombers can definitely have an advantage here. It's not hard to get greens and regulation, even from the rough at times here. Um, you're more accurate types. It's not so long that they can't get around here either. Strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach. I, I agree. I mean, kind of, I guess, putting in general with this POA Bermuda mix. Um, Caddy John put in some good intel in the Caddy Info channel today on these greens he's very familiar with this golf course almost one on this golf course uh caddy and four yeah. i believe it was john merrick i don't know if i'm getting that right um i think strategy wise it's it's um you know this is one of those weeks to me where you know if you're talking about it from a betting standpoint we talk about how that we've seen long shots here win. you know andrew landry in 2020 at 200 to one adam long at 600 to one for dfs purposes i think you can use that and play guys you can play the chalky guys and have a lineup with with you know two or three chalky guys but then you can also like 
take a lot of flyers with super low ownership because you know this is one of those weeks where I do think you can take a flyer on a guy, maybe a guy you have a little bit of conviction on because he's you know not good in all the stats, but you know two of the five that you like, he checks the box, something like that. Yeah. Or he's done you know the last few times he's played, he's been great on approach and great putting. You know maybe just take that guy. So I think that um, you know you can play this a lot of different ways. For me, I don't mind eating chalk, and then and then if I'm gonna I'm going to go real risky with some of my other players and, and just see what happens. You get three rounds anyway. Um, so that that's yeah. sort of how I'm going to play it. This week. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, above any other stat, you need guys who can score, who are going to score a bunch of birdies because, the, you know, winning score averages around 24 under here. The weather looks pretty benign yet again for the third week in a row on on golf courses where wind is really the main defense here. You've got the, the Pro-Am is back. Last year they didn't have the, the amateurs playing, so – with that, you're going to have easier pin positions than we had last year for the for the amateurs, so that they don't they don't you know kill themselves by the sixth hole. So, uh, you know, this is going to be like you guys need to have the go. These guys need to have the green light on at almost all times, ready to go, fire at pins, make birdies, go. For that reason, we me and Pat kind of got into it on the betting show for this. For that reason, I tend to, to give a little extra bump to the guys who I've seen play at least one of these first two events in Hawaii. Because to me, it's like, I mean, we see this all the time in the transcripts of, of interviews for these first two events of the year. Guys say all the time, like, I don't know, like, I, I you know, I practiced a little bit. I, I was playing a little bit at home, but that's different than tournament golf. So we're going to kind of see where the game is at. We're going to kind of shake the rust off. I mean, that is in all kind of interviews over the years at this, at the Sony, at the century, even for next week. Like, so, so I, I think for a tournament like this, where, you know, you got to go low, you got to, you got to start, you got to be firing. I tend to give a little more weight to the guys who played in Hawaii. I think, what did I say? 11 or 12 out of the last 16 winners have played in one of the events before, or played in the Sony uh, the week before. So there is a little bit of a, there is a trend there. So I like that. But, I mean, overall, you need guys who can score. You need guys who are going to go low, aggressive types. Because, like Pat said, with the guaranteed three rounds in DFS, the penalty for a missed cut is not near as great. You're not losing two rounds. You're losing one. So, you know, five of sixes can cash, depending on how it all shakes out, right? Um, You know, but obviously we want to try to get all six of the cut. Yeah. All right. So looking at the top of the board, unlike... The betting odds, Pat, which we talked about, you know, top of the board, you got John Rahm at 11-3. Patrick Cantlay at 10-9, which, you know, they could probably be priced higher than that. Um, Scheffler at 10-6, Finau at 10-2. Those are the guys in the 10K range. Goes down to Russell Henley at 9K, who, uh, who got it just really... I mean, I, I wouldn't say Russell Henley necessarily choked it away last week. I mean, he, he did not play his best back nine uh, on the final nine holes, but Hideki really did just kind of snatch it from him. Yeah. Um, Plus, you can't say he choked in the playoff either because yeah, he a two hundred seventy yard. Hole, he bogeyed the hole, but it didn't even matter. Who cared? He could have made it easy. When he saw and still that, when he saw that two hundred seventy yard missile land three feet, I mean, how deflating is that? I think I just would have conceded the hole. How electric would that have been? What if he just well, would I mean, be like, he knew his third yeah, you can have had to be. He knew his third shot because he was in the bunker. He knew his third shot had to be like go in. go in, yeah. So. He tried to do that, and he flew it over. And it I just, just, yeah, F it. Um, anyway, so the question is, I think, you know, we talked about this with the betting show. The implied odds for John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay to win say that are at 23% when you combine the implied odds for Ram and Cantlay. So, I don't know why I said Ram. Rahm and Cantlay. 
So I'm, I'm the tequila is starting to hit. I'm just gonna let I'm letting everybody know. John Ram. Uh DK after dark should be pretty electric tonight too. Um what was I talking about? Oh yeah. 23% implied odds for those two. I I said I was fading both of these guys in the betting markets. No surprise. I tend to fade the favorites in golf. I'm playing Patrick Cantley at 10-9. I already think I'm getting a discount. He feels like at 10-9, he should be the fourth price guy in this field. And and I mean, he's he's obviously worthy of a lot more than that. So I, I love some Patrick Cantley. Uh, like I said, shot the, the course record 61 here on Sunday just last year. Uh, big fan of Patrick Cantley. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go with, uh, with Tony Finau. I like Tony Finau. He played the century. Didn't play great. Whatever. He's got a good record here. I think this course sets up nice for him. He just needs to make a few putts. Ball striking's there. And I'm going to go with Corey Connors. I was very impressed with how Corey Connors came out the box. He's a guy who we didn't see play the century. Obviously, he didn't win last year. But, you know, coming out last week, and he just did what Corey Connors does. Gains a butt ton of strokes, tee to green. And you're just relying on the putter, but it seems that maybe, you know, maybe the putter's getting uh, getting okay. So I'm going Corey Connors, Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay. I talked about him on the betting show, so I'm not going to get into it right now. But Henley is an interesting case for me. So I'm going to look and see what Henley's projected ownership is. We talked about a little bit how rattled, how affected is he going to be by that loss. I kind of I tend to like Henley if he comes in under the radar and everybody looks at his course record here and goes oh my god he's terrible you know and he's sub 10 percent or 12 percent I will probably have a ton of Russell Henley because he hit the ball so well all day all week and I just think he's coming into this year's American Express very in very different form than he has the last four where he's missed the cut so he's one that I'm going to keep an eye on my fade in this range is a guy who we did not talk about on the betting show but it's Seamus Power. Uh, listen, I like Seamus Power. I do not like 9,500 Seamus Power. He gained 5.2 strokes putting last week only. Just putting, 5.2 strokes. He made everything. He's done that twice in his career on the PGA Tour, and that's in 112 measured events. His irons were at basically field average, and it's, it's also got to be like a near high for his DraftKings price. It, uh, I don't know that Seamus Power's ever been priced that high. Maybe in an alternate field event after he won in the fall was he that high price. So I, I got to pay the highest price, and everybody's loving Seamus Power's jock. Everybody's sniffing his jock at the moment. But a, a massively, you know, outlier week with the putter and a very average week with the irons, I will gladly... Fade the $9,500 Seamus Power. Um, well, then I'll start there because obviously I'm a jock sniffer. Oh, are so you? You're I'm going to go with Seamus, Seamus Power. Power and, and it's jock sniffing son not, of a... It's never an outlier. It's never an outlier when the guy's actually playing good. You can't say it's an outlier. If, oh, well, he had one good week. But let's see. His no, he's had a bunch of good weeks. T3 last week, T15 before that. He played both of them, by the way, in Hawaii. T4 at the RSM Classic. He's killing it. I get the it. The guy has been incredible the last, I mean, six, seven tournaments. I mean, it's there's a reason he is where he is. It's because he's playing so good. And I mean, yes, I think the, the price looks high, but I don't care. I, I will play him this week. He's number one in the field. Of you and all the other sheep. Look, isn't that what they call them on Twitter? Do they call them sheep. I don't. 
Par 5 scoring, he's number one in the field. He is top 15 in birdie or better percentage. We talked about scoring. That's, you know, that is a scoring stat. He's 34th in the field in putting over his last 100 rounds. So it doesn't matter what surface he's on. He's a good putter. It's not an outlier. He's a good putter. And, you know, he's a good ball striker. Everything about his game is good right now. I'll, I'll pay the price. I don't care. I'm not scared of 9,500. I'll still pay it. I'm with you, though, on Patrick Cantlay. He was my favorite play here. I love him at 10-9. You know, I liked him going into the Tournament of Champions, even though a lot of people are saying, well, we haven't seen him play in forever. But Cantlay is at a new level right now. He's not at John Rahm levels, but he could be. He could be at some point. He could he be. He hasn't won a major yet, but I think he could do it this year. Yeah. I like him a lot at 10-9. I will play him also. And then here's a guy that I mentioned on the betting show that I think is just an interesting conversation. And that's Willie Zalatoris. Yeah. I mean, the guys at 9,100, people have lost some love for Willie. You know, Willie Z. They, ha- they kind of have. It's kind of. Willie Z had a lot of, of love last year. A lot of love. A lot of people were loving on him. You know, he was, he, he's, you know, he's blonde haired. He's pretty. He's not uh, that pretty, though, honestly. He's kind of skinny and everything. You know, he's just got like this. I don't this, think he's that pretty. He, everybody, I don't know. I'm just, just go with me here. Just go with me. Oh, okay. But he's not pretty anymore. Like, like, if you look at ownership, it's kind of dropped a little bit. People don't seem to be talking about Willie Z. They forget about the fact that, you know what, he's still a magnificent talent. He's 13th in the field in ball striking. You know, he's he's great off the tee. You know, his putting leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, that's maybe that, you know, people are looking at Willie Z and they're like, his putting is so bad that I just can't, I can't love him anymore. Well, there's a lot of people we we shouldn't love if, if, if they're bad putters. Um, but let me just tell you something. I think Willie Z could have a good week this week. Um, I like that price at 9,100. I think his ownership may be as low as we're going to get him in a while. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and be on Willie Z this week. Okay, is that it? Uh, my fade's going to. Here's my fade. This is. I hate to say this. Because I know everybody's on. This is the guy I think everybody's jock sniffing this week, mm. other than Seamus Power. And that is Abraham Answer. No, I'm done with Abraham Answer right now. He's got to show me something. You think they're going to jock sniff him after the missed cut? Everybody was on him last week and then he no, missed the cut. He's all, everybody's all about some answer this week. Cause we, need to get, uh, we need to get his he's, caddy on here, Benji Thompson. He's an Augusta he, boy. He's got some fantastic course history here. But if you just look at his play length, his iron play, his, you know, the ball strike, everything about him is just is not very good. Right Iron now. play looks better than Seamus Power, I'll tell you that. Well, I don't care. I'm just giving oh, you, like, over convenient. the last, like, several rounds. I'm not talking about just Me last too. week. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about over the last several rounds. Look at him over the last several rounds. Look at him over the last six tournaments. Well, actually, no, but maybe it doesn't look better than Seamus Power. What are you looking at? Tequila. Anyway. Um, <laughs> look at that. I'm like sitting there, wait a second. Hey, you didn't say, you didn't say Matt Wolf. I thought you were going to say Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. I have him on the betting show. I can't, you know, I can't. Well, you can name the same guy if you like him. I named Connor, but I, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go Seamus. I kind of flip flopped a little bit went Seamus Power over Wolf there, but I do like Matthew Wolf. So. Okay. Um, AK range. I, I don't like this range. Uh, I got to be honest. Not a big fan in uh, in DraftKings on the AK range. You got Cameron Tringali at eighty nine hundred. Patrick Reed at 88, Cebez 87, Jay Rose, Ricky Fowler's back, Norin, Siwu, Ortiz, Vegas, Luke List, and CH3. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be in this range a lot. I love a lot of the low seven guys. I love some six K guys. Like you said, it feels like one of those weeks to be aggressive. So I just think from a lineup construction standpoint, you're you're gonna find yourself being heavy in the nines and tens and then skipping this range, which may which obviously gives leverage for you game theory folks. It obviously gives a lot of leverage to, you know, people who roster a lot of these eight K guys. I just don't I mean, I don't know. Like Let's go down the list. Cameron Tringali is tempting. Okay, I'll, I'll put him in the tempting category in this AK range because of the ball striking, uh, because of his season last year. But like I said in the beginning of the, of, of the episode, like I just prefer a little, seeing a little bit of action in Hawaii. Okay, we haven't seen that of Cameron Tringali. Pete Reed is my fade. Okay, the fade is partially because of the price and the lineup construction, you know, just falling in the AK range where he is, what I just mentioned. He's got one top 10 here in seven attempts, and it was in 2014 when he won. He's also sucking. He's sucking. His, his iron suck. His driver sucks. His ball striking sucks. He cannot find the middle of the club face. I don't know what's going on, but he sucks. So I'm out. And I, and I am typically a P. Reed guy. If I, if I feel like P. Reed has anything, if I feel like P. Reed's like half mooning, you know, maybe half chubbing, a roll of quarters or something, you know, not full on go, but like just a little bit of something. If I feel like he's got a little bit of that at a good value and people are off of him, I tend to be on him, but I'm not seeing it for P. Reed. So I'm out. Cbez, you're probably going to talk about him. J. Rose, I still can't get on it. Ricky scares me. Norin, meh. The first one I come to that I might play is probably Siwoo. And I know I'm a Siwoo homer, but he's the defending champ. I hit him here last year at 65 to 1 or whatever he was. He's aggressive. He's an aggressive player. Uh, this is a, you know, he's a Pete Dye specialist, two victories on Pete Dye dominant courses. Um, and, you know, 8,300 seems like a decent value. I talked about him in the betting market too. His number in the betting odds seems like a decent value. He's played both events in Hawaii. Had that, not, not, a lot of, not, not a lot to write home about in Hawaii. But he's played okay. He's, at least he's played. Carlos Ortiz, I can't ever get right. Jonathan Vegas, I don't know. Then Luke List. So I mean, Luke List is the one I feel the best about, which is terrifying. That's terrifying. But I like Luke here. I, he's got a good record here at this golf course. Uh, well, ish, ish record. But his recent form is, is solid. I mean, he's coming off a great fall. Distance is definitely an advantage he can use here. So Luke is the one I like. Siwoo. I like and Tringali I put in like the tempting category. Everybody else can suck it. Well, if you're if you're a stat guy, this is where the only three that you could really probably look at would be the bottom four or really three or four right there. You're looking at other than Charles Howe, actually. You look at List, Vegas, Ortiz, Siwoo Kim. They actually going to check probably more boxes than some of the other ones are, um, especially List. I mean. He, he checks a lot of boxes from a par five scoring, ball striking, all that kind of stuff. But this is where I do think you can get a little bit crazy. This is where I think you can play Ricky Fowler in DFS. I, I like him. I don't want to bet him outright or anything like that. But I like Fowler this week. I think Fowler's going to have a good year. I've said this leading up to the season. Um, I'm a fan of Fowler. I, I think, you know, he's kind of like, you know, I wanted – Jordan Spieth for his game to come around when nobody, everybody could, you know, the whole narrative before last year, he's never going to, even our chalk bomb Ben, chalk bomb Ben couldn't stand 
Jordan Spieth. Never going to have his game turn around. He's never going to be the same. Who's well, Chalk Bomb Ben? I've never heard of her. Well, he used to be a friend of ours. Uh. Anyway, he's still a friend. Just We love Chalk Bomb. R.I.P. Um, but, uh, you know, what happened to Spieth? He came around. I think Ricky Fowler can still come around. So I like him in this range, and I will play him in DFS. Alex Noren's actually my fade. I loved Alex Noren for a long time, and then I just I can't ever play him. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do anything for me. Just just nothing about Noren looks good. You know, look at the stats; they look terrible. Um, other than maybe putting, so I'm not going to play Noren. And then the other one that I would probably give you here in this range that that I'll play is Christian Bazudenhout. Cbez, 8700. I like him this week. You know, he's had a couple top 20s in his last two or three starts. You know, good ball striker. Uh, good putter. He's top five in the field in putting overall. Um, you know, checks the box and opportunities gained and birdie or better percentage. So I think CBEZ makes some sense here at 8,700. I'm kind of like you, though. Not a huge fan here. But I would. I will play Ricky Fowler. I'll play CBEZ. I'll fade Alex Norris. All right, before we get to the 8K or 7K range, Pat, uh, we got some friends of Fujikira that are back in action, buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. back in it. Fujikira supported Tour Junkies podcast last year. They're back this year, and they're rocking the new Ventus TR, which launched today, the best shaft in golf. If, you, if you're like, hey, my shaft feels uh, inferior, well, it probably is if it's not a Fujikira Ventus. Okay, I have the Fujikira Ventus in my driver uh, right now. Uh, you know, right now I have it and it's great. It's a great shaft. The v- the Ventus TR launched today. Number one driver in wood shaft on tour the last two weeks. In fact, at the Century Tournament of Champions, a guy named Cam Smith won it. You know what shaft he had in his driver and his three wood? That's right. The mm-hmm. Ventus TR in the driver and the three wood. It helped him straighten it out a little bit off the tee, you know? I mean, like, praise God. So, uh, listen, if you're going to get fitted for clubs, which you should, you should always get fitted for your club. You should, if you are a 20 handicap, you should still get fit for clubs. If you're a two handicap, you should get fit for clubs. You need to make sure before you go that your fitter has Fujikira shafts on hand, and especially the Ventus, all right? So rock with us. Rock with Fujikira Ventus. Check it out. Make sure before you get fit that they rock Ventus. All right. 7K range, Pat. Here we are. What are we doing? I don't know. There's a lot of names in here. There's so many names. All the names. Look at all those names. God dang it. Lord. I love. That, is, that gives me like. Whoa. Like, look at all those Did names. Did Sam fit all the names in that? Look at that. That's amazing, Sam. Look at you. You're just blossoming right before our eyes, producer Sam. You've just become. You've just become so. You've come so far, you know? Yeah. Look at that graphic. That's beautiful. Uh, I'm not going to name every name because we would get uh, people would leave us. Martin Laird's there at 7K, but he withdrew, so don't do that. Um, it was a late withdrawal. No worries. No biggie. It starts with Brian Harmon. And actually, I'll start there. Brian Harmon is my fade. Okay. He's on too. We'll go ahead is he really? Cockbite, yeah. a double cockbite fade? Double fade, Brian Harmon. Nickname is Cockbite. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up our Brendan Todd interview. It was fantastic. Uh, Harmon, most expensive in the range for no freaking reason. He hasn't gained strokes ball striking. You ready for this? Since the U.S. Open. You, you know when the U.S. Open was? June. That's in June. Yeah. 12 events. 12 measured events. You cannot find a positive strokes gained ball striking week for Brian Harmon. I, I, I don't understand it. Now, does he have a good record here? Yes, he does. But go look at his strokes gained numbers 
leading into this event in years past as compared to now, much, much, much different. So 7,900, and this should be a course that does fit Brian Harmon. Yes, this should be. This, this should, he should, but he doesn't seem to be hitting the ball well right now. I can't trust him, and I'm definitely not paying 7,900 for him, especially given all the names. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's hard to pick three, Pat. I don't know what to do here. Um, let me just see. I mean, I, I do like Russell Knox. I, I like yeah. Russell Knox. I talked about him in the, in the betting show a little bit. Uh, he obviously played really well just last week. He's got a T16, a T37, a T18, and a T29 here in the last four years. He likes his golf course. He finished seventh at the Sony. Gain strokes across the board, including the flat stick, which never happens for Russell Knox. I talked about that ad nauseum on the betting show. So Russell Knox is definitely one of my favorites in this range. I could see a lot of people being on him and being a little chalky there, so that, that could happen. Um, you know, I could see people being drawn to names like Svensson down there at the bottom, the Canadian who just played well. He's actually played here before and done all right. He's interesting. We'll see how it shakes out for him. K.H. Lee's a guy that I kind of like. Um, played the last two Hawaii events. Nothing to write home about, but he's, he's playing good. He's played aggressive. Michael Thompson, who we just talked about. I mean, he gets a big uh-huh. price increase, but I don't know. Like, is $7,500 Michael Thompson too much? Are we, are we buying the beard hype? And, and, you know, and being suckers for playing him at 7,500, he, he finished fifth here last year, finished fifth last week, finished ninth here in 2019. Like this is a, another course that you don't have to be a bomber on and he's not, but he's, you know, he's basically Dan Bilzerian in 10 years after he lets himself go. Why would you not play him? Shit. Yeah. I'm with you on Michael. I think, but look, here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, I think we said that. Um, be aggressive. Be aggressive. I'm going to play Russell Knox. I'm yeah. with you there. I like him. I like KH Lee. Uh, said that. Yeah. You're saying all my guys already. It's 7,400. I like him too. Um, I like um, Kramer Hickok. I mentioned Kramer Hickok last week, actually. I mentioned two names in the Nut Hut because uh, I really wasn't in there all that much. I was celebrating a lot. With, and then I, had- I like Kramer Hickok too. Did you say Kramer you know Hickok? What? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He played well last week, and I think this is another course that he can play well on. I mean, you look at, um, you know, he's a guy that's had a few years on tour. You may not recognize the name, but he's played here three times, T21 last year, missed the cut in 2020, and then T40 before that. Um, You look at some of the stats on Kramer Hickok, I mean, you know, they aren't all that bad. You know, top 50 in the field in ball striking and approach. He's very accurate off the tee, 22nd in the field there. Um, I, I think Hickok could be a, a pretty good play here at 7,200. Uh, so I like him. Um, trying to like not really name let, a lot. Of, let me ask you this because we're, we're, I've seen his name in the chat in both the DFS show and the betting show. We just had him on the podcast, dropped last week. If you didn't watch that, you need to. Vincent Whaley, great kid, mm-hmm. great yeah. interview. One of, one of my favorite interviews. What are we doing with him? He's... He's, uh, what's he, 7,100 or something? 70-something hundred? Yeah, I, I think. I'm a little concerned with the ball striking still. like Because yes. he told us on the show. This is what he told us on the show. I remember it. He told us on the show, good putter, good driver of the ball. He basically said, it's all about my irons. And I don't know. Like, well, he's made, he has made five straight cuts. And I'm just looking at yes. up, up until Bermuda, where he was top 10 at Bermuda, by the way. Top 15 at the Houston. He's made six he straight because the Sanderson Farms he made. Yeah, top 20 at, at uh, Sony Open. So, Yeah. Despite the fact that the stats that 
you know, may not show him being all that great. The guy's playing well. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah. I mean, um, lost strokes off the tee and on approach last week, which I don't love. But, I mean, I, I get it on their first event coming out. He gained a lot on the putting green. I mean, it was his best, his best week ever on the PGA Tour putting last week. I mean, five and a half strokes. Actually, he's, yeah. he's done it at the Wyndham. He did the Wyndham last, last year. Sorry, my bad. Second best week ever. Um, There's a lot of guys in this range, by the way, that I think, which is one of the reasons I think I'm going to be in here, especially this low 7K yeah. range, because I am going to play studs up there at the top. Yeah. Aaron Rye is another one at 7,100. You know, I like Rye a little bit. Yeah. Strokes gained approach, 21st in the field, top 10 in driving accuracy, top. You know, I mean, the guy is, uh, he's, he's good. I like Rye a lot there at 7,100. And then, um, this Hayden Buckley kid, he's kind of, he's kind of showing himself to yeah. be kind of the big of swinging dick on the, off the corn ferry tour rookie f- guys. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of come out and said, Hey, Will Zalatoris, what? You know, I mean, he's, he's been playing. He's interesting. Taylor Pendrith down there is another one I'm looking at. There's a lot of names on here. I mean, it's just too tempting to construct your lineup with the studs up top and then this low 7k for me and i may be a sucker but i'm just not i don't know i'm still gonna do it you know i feel like that's optimal mm-hmm. yeah you, you can't play all of them like everybody can't play all of them so there's gonna be some of them in here that won't be super chalky you know what i mean yeah no i agree but um okay uh, what else 6k range yeah. Maybe we should do that. You want to do that? Davis Rally. Davis Rally's in the 6K range. Big fan of him. You like him? 6,800. You know, you look at his last few starts, T20 at the Sony Open, top 30 at Houston, top 10 at, at Bermuda. Uh, you know, he's been out there. You know, everybody wanted to talk about Willie Z last year. Davis Rally got several PGA Tour starts. So this year, um, he's full status, right? So I think Rally yeah. is a yeah. uh, very good play. Yeah, he's a top caliber kid. Eight hundred, um, one of the next studs on tour. I think I like him. I like Dylan Wu above him at sixty nine hundred. Uh, you know, Wu was top twenty also, tied with Davis Riley last week at the Sony Open. T fifty one at the RSM, T forty six before that at Bermuda. Um, you know, Wu is another you know, another kid that uh, you know one of these young guns that um, you know I think uh, hasn't had a start here, um, but still he is a very good player. Um, I like him. And then the last one in the 6K range, I'm going down. I can't, I'm a sucker for this guy. Sam Ryder. No, why will you get off of Sam Ryder? Talk about sniffing a job. Like, I need to not. Oh, I'm tired Sam of Ryder. it. I'm not, I'm not going to stand know, for I, it much longer, honestly. He, I know, but I mean, you know, he's, you know, pretty good on approach. Check the box and birdie or better percentage. What? Um, you know, you look at, you look at his history here. He's played it four times, made the cut all four times. Oh, great. 6400 God, you love Sam Ryder. $6,400 makes cut here. Maybe not everywhere, but he makes some. He doesn't make a lot of cuts <laughs> other, other places. Maybe of, of the, his entire career, 90% of his cuts have been made on this, <laughs> in this tournament. <laughs> Oh, um, I like Riley. All right. I like Swafford. I like Straka. I like Han. I like Wesley Bryan. Talked about a couple of those guys on the other show. Um, there's some, there's some though, real low, like, like Lil John low. Let me get there. Hold on. Let me just give some people a little bit of a, just a taste of something real quick. Um, I mean, here's a super long shot at 60. 
what is he at? Sixty two hundred. Austin Smotherman's a California kid. Loves the West Coast. Um, that hasn't done well on the PJ Tour. Let's just be honest. His best finish is a 40th at the RSM Classic. But he is a ball striker. He, he hits a lot of fairways, a lot of greens. That's what he did on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's all about the putter. You know, if you're looking for a hot week with the putter, you know, on, on surfaces that the kid's probably very familiar with, Austin mm-hmm. Smotherman yeah. could be a $6,200 gem there. But even less than that, I mean, do you remember, are you guys old enough to remember, you know, freaking in like four months ago in October when Nick Watney kind of went on a run? Like, remember Nick Watney almost won the Sanderson? He was runner up and he like made a few cuts. He finished 30th at the Fortinet. And like back in the day, Nick Watney's all right. And he's a West Coast guy. He's got plenty of experience here at the Amex. He's $6,100. Again, talking super aggressive, muy aggressivo, but I just think, you know, just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names, 7K and 6K, there's a lot of, names. I, I can tell the nut hut is going to be just peppered with, you know, I need some help making my decision in the 7K and 6K range, I don't know, we'll figure it out, we'll narrow it down, we'll see what we got, hopefully we'll come up with some gems like we did last week with Michael Thompson, Wesley Bryan, um, and we'll go from there. What do you think? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I think I'm good. God, I'm not good. Why don't we build a joint lineup, Pat? Let's do that for the first time okay. in 2022. Set a timer. What? <laughs> do we have a timer, producer Sam? Do we have one of those? I don't know. Maybe we don't. We probably don't. We probably don't have one ready yet. Let's see. Let me go to DraftKings. I'll build the lineup. You do the timer. For some reason, DraftKings keeps making me log in every time now, which normally it never does. What is going on? Okay, Pat, you do the timer. Okay. I'll do the uh, the lineup. All right, so we're gonna so what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build a DraftKings lineup that we both agree on in two minutes or less. So we gotta agree, and we're thinking GPP lineup here. So this is a a GPP. Let's think like. A single entry, a three max entry, kind of larger tournament, or maybe a mass mass entry, one fifty, whatever kind of deal. All right, Pat, you tell me when you're ready. We have how many? One minute. Two minutes. Two minutes. One minute would be we would it would not happen. Okay. All right, two minutes. You ready? Yeah. You tell me when. Ready, go. I think we can agree on Patrick Cantlay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, gonna interest you in some Gooch or Connors. No. Okay. Um, I don't want to play. Let's, so, let's, I don't play Willie Z. Nope. I don't like Willie Z enough. Wolf. Yeesh. Come on, All right. Let's go Wolf. I'll go Wolf. Okay. Um, Luke List. Russell Knox. I I could go. I could go Knox. Okay. What does that leave us? Uh, Seventy-three, thirty-three. Three names left. Uh, uh, let's go. Let's go big. I said we keep going big. Here, aggressive, Pat. Uh, how about um, Liz Siwoo, Henley. How about Aaron Rye? Ooh, Ugh, we want to do that or, right now. Or are you you want to go up to? Yeah, I want to go up. Hurry, hurry. Uh, Henley? 
Do you like Zalatoris? Yeah, I like I'll go Zalatoris. I'll go Zalatoris. Come on, let's be aggressive. All right, now we got to go down. Now now that leaves us 64.50 for two oh guys. Oh gosh. Oh. That, that's way, we're way down. Way down. So we got, uh, okay, another guy I didn't mention. Hagee is interesting. Smotherman, Nick Watney, they're at 61 and 6,200. Let's go Smotherman. Really? You feeling yeah. Smotherman? I'm, I'm feeling wow. smothered, this. scattered Smotherman and covered. <laughs> All right, that leaves us 6,700 for the last guy. We're definitely going to get some leverage with Smotherman. 17 seconds. Oh, God. Grayson Sig, Swafford, Straka. I like Straka. Ooh. Straka. No. Wesley Bryan? No. Straka. Straka. Boom. Whew. All right. Lineup is Patrick Cantlay, Matt Wolf, Russell Knox, Will Zalatoris, Austin Smotherman, and Sepp Straka is your two minute men lineup. Oh, did we change it? No, we didn't change it to one minute. What's Sam There's talking no about? There's no way we could have gotten We can't that get done that in done minute. in one minute. If we did, that was crazy. We were in peak form. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, we got to ease into that, Sam. Like yeah, if, we're not if doing that's, that. If that's what we went to, that was like, you know, late in the season, DV and Pat. This is like. COVID oh, I think Pat. we did. Now I'm thinking about it. I think we did do one minute, man. Yeah, we had. We need to add a minute for COVID Pat, though. Yeah. And, and to cue the DV. <sighs> Shit. We got to do the Tour Junkies After Dark show on DraftKings. That'll be fun. Listen, hey, thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. May your screens be green. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a, co- there's a uh, comment contest. If you're watching on YouTube, comment we had roger roger Steele on the betting show he's one of my favorite golf influencers on social media comment on the youtube video who is your favorite golf influencer to follow on any social media tell me who they are tell us who they are we're going to pick one of you and one of you is going to win a trap golf t-shirt and hat and if you don't like trap golf and you go eh, i can't really rock that then we'll send you some tour junkie swag um so do that on the youtube page like subscribe if you're listening on apple or Spotify, you can actually leave a review. So leave a review, that helps us out too. We'll be back next week, pumped about that. Don't forget the Kevin Streelman podcast dropping on Thursday, the DP World Tour Show, the Corn Ferry Tour Show. We got winners coming from all directions. I think Mar- Crazy Marcus might write a women's uh, event blog. I can't, the words aren't coming out of my mouth. He's writing something, I think, this week for the girls, for the ladies. So we're just going to give you free picks all week long. Hit it. May your screens be green. See ya. Out. I'm lit.